welcome to episode 82 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 9. We are one spirit, one soul, one world. And together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories. Because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach and stories heal. Listeners, this is our Christmas episode. From me and my family to you and yours. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. After four months, all four of us and our dog Mocha are finally all together at home. And so I am a happy camper. And I'm looking forward to enjoying our holiday family traditions together. Hope you will enjoy yours as well. I can't help but start this episode with a Christmas poem all along, and many of you know the story this poem is telling. It is nevertheless a seasonal story, and like we watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas every year, year after year, so we need to remind ourselves of this touching Christmas story every year in different forms. Only because I know that Avi, my son, will read this poem better than me, I have requested him to be my poem reader for today. The author is is anonymous, and here it is. The Christmas Coat. An old boy was fumbling around one day in a women's clothing store. He'd found his wife a Christmas coat and was headed for the door. When he bumped into a little boy that looked like he was lost, and he said, Mr., can you help me find out how much something costs? Here it is almost Christmas and the nights are getting cold. Winter time is on us and my mom don't have a coat. I've been working for the neighbors and saving for a time. And in his tiny outstretched hand was a dollar and a dime. His gaze went from that big eyed boy to the pretty Christmas coat. And he finally cleared away the lump that had gathered in his throat. He said, son, that's just what this coat costs. We're lucky that we found her. And he turned around and gave a wink to the lady at the counter. She put it in a pretty box and wrapped it up just so and went off in the back and found a big red Christmas bow. He said, I thank you for your help, sir, and I kindly thank you, ma'am. I hope y'all are going to have a big Christmas, because now I know I am. Well, the old boy walked home busted, except for the dollar and the dime, thinking he'd just have to buy the coat another time. He told his wife that Christmas this year wouldn't be much fun, and he gently took her in his arms and told her what he'd done. She said, why, you old softy, I wouldn't trade you for a farm. I've got two or three old coats and your love to keep me warm. She put that money in a matchbox and placed it beneath their tree and said, this is the grandest gift you've ever given me. The years went by like years will do when people are in love. Their marriage was a golden bond that was forged by God above. Then one day came some bitter news that filled his heart with fright. The doctor told the old man's wife that she was going to lose her sight. He said, there's an operation we can do, but it puts me on the spot because it's a quite complex procedure and it's going to cost a lot. The old man said, doctor, I'm a failure. I've made no preparation. We don't have the money for that kind of operation. The doctor got the strangest look, and he sat there for a while. And then he slowly nodded, and he broke out in a smile. He said, why, sir, you can't fool me. You're a very wealthy man. You long ago invested in the world's best savings plan. I'll see she gets the best of care. She's going to be just fine. And the total cost to you, old friend, is a dollar and a dime. The old man stared in disbelief, then he recognized that smile, the one he'd seen those years ago on a loving, thoughtful child. He said, what you gave to me that day was more than just a coat. 
You gave me the gift of giving, and you gave my mother hope. My mother had been mistreated, neglected, and abused. But she gave life just one more chance, and it was all because of you. Now every year she takes that coat and lays it beneath our tree. It represents to us the things that Christmas ought to be. She says that when we leave this world for a better home someday, the only things that we'll take with us are the things we gave away. I hope you agree that this poem can touch you every single time, no matter how many times you read it. It reminds me why I love this time of year so much. It is the season of giving to those who don't have enough. So let's not hold back. The more we give, the more we get back. Our guest for today is in the helping and healing industry for over 17 years. The modality she uses to heal is hypnotism. She helps us understand hypnosis by sharing her story and experiences. Everyone, let's welcome Stephanie Delfonso. Stephanie, welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. I am so happy you're on the show and I can't wait to have this discussion with you because you and I have left it so open. We said, let's see where this goes. I met you because you had something out on Facebook. You said you were a hypnotist and I am very intrigued with that subject of hypnosis. And so I reached out to you because I wanted to understand it better. And you took me through a whole session, which was amazing. So thank you for that. Thank you. And actually, I am not just a hypnotist, which gets people's attention like, wait, what? I am former celebrity radio DJ Stevie Knox, who was the original automated voice back in the 1980s. Think, don't listen to your messages. Press one. Move your bananas to the belt. All the way back in the 1980s, I was at the cutting edge of technology and I had no idea where we were headed. After I ended my radio career, I was a stay-at-home mom with my kids. Uh And my husband, unfortunately, was told that he had uh, liver failure and he needed a transplant or he was going to die. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? If he dies, how am I going to raise my kids? How am I going to support my kids and me? And I started going to school as a life coach. And this was back in the very early 2000s because, ooh, cutting edge technology on the World Wide Web, which was still pretty pretty new. Mm-hmm. I go to school to be a life coach on the internet and on, on phone calls. So I, I started that, but then I had this little nudge, like almost like a little whisper that said, you need to check Andrew notes. That very first day, I told you this um, before when we spoke earlier, the very first day, I felt like the skies opened, the angels were singing. It was like, oh my gosh, this is so incredibly powerful. This is life-changing work. And that was 17 years ago. And I haven't looked back yet. And thank you for sharing that story because I told you a similar story. The reason why I was intrigued by that subject is this nudge that I'm getting about, check out hypnosis, check out hypnosis. Yep. yep. And so you were my first window into that subject. Thank you. Well, and I believe that everything is divinely guided, Hamida. It was no accident that we connected and that you heard this nudge and followed it, just like I heard the nudge and followed it. There's a book called When God Winks, like when he winks with an eye, mm-hmm. and it talks about the power of listening to the messages and that the more you hear 
the messages and pay attention to them, the more the messages are there. It's not like you go with a flashlight looking, where's the next message? But it's just when you're open to it, they show up. And that is how I live my life is, oh, okay, let me listen to the nudges because um, all the way back to when I was 14 years old and I have traveled the sun 62 times at this point in time. So long, long ago, when I was 14 years old, I didn't know anything about the law of attraction. I just knew I was going to be a celebrity radio DJ. And I lived in the country outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. And at 14 years old, I think now I definitely am part of the lucky to be alive club. 14 years old, I was this thin, very attractive teenager. Uh, I can imagine. Hitchhiking to the train station. So I could take the train to downtown Philadelphia and go and hang out at the radio station with the DJs. And I think back on that now and it's like, how am I still alive doing that? Mm -hmm. so, but there was a woman named Maureen Flaherty at WYSP in Philadelphia. And I was going to be the next Maureen Flaherty. And I made it happen so much so that this is really unbelievable. And I don't know, I don't have them anymore, but there was an article in the uh, Philadelphia newspaper with Maureen Flaherty queuing up an album and people will now know what those are because they're coming back into um, popularity. A picture of her queuing up an album. And then several years later, I was in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida newspaper, long flowing hair, just like Maureen, queuing up an album. And nice. back on that now, it's like, Nobody was talking about the law of attraction back then, but I knew I was going to be, and I made it happen. And you manifested it. Yeah. Stephanie, we always start our show by me asking you to tell us something about yourself, but you already have. So yeah. my question to you is, if there is anything you want the listeners to connect with you for, speak about that. Why would the listeners want to connect with you? So I, again, radio DJ, I was never planning on writing a book. And in January of 2018, again, I heard a little whisper. And from January until March, 60 days, I heard that whisper and I published my book. And it's got all five-star reviews. It's called Goodbye Anxiety, Hello Freedom. Mm -hmm. You can get it in paperback or Kindle through Amazon. And you can get five of the 35 easy techniques for my book for free at the number five, easywaystocalmanxiety.com. And so you can get some of these techniques that you can start using immediately because this was in 2018. This was before COVID. And when COVID hit, I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I need you to write the book because the techniques are simple enough to teach kids. For the listeners, I will have the link to where you can get the book in the show notes. Fantastic. Thank you, Hamida. You're welcome. So Stephanie, tell us your story. Okay. So my story I had this career that I loved. I absolutely loved being a DJ. And I was Stevie Knox. And um, most of it was down in South Florida. Then we lived in Portland, Oregon for uh, several years. And I had a, my last show there was doing the morning show. And my kids were young. My son was still in diapers. And I found myself at my kitchen counter smashing their precious bag of Cheetos because I had developed insomnia. And I couldn't function. And anybody who's listening that's ever experienced insomnia, a shiver just went through you because I know from firsthand experience 
how incredibly debilitating it is. So snatching this bag of Cheetos, my kids were boy, please stop, please stop. So I did what most people would do. And I went to the doctor, got a prescription. It worked for a short time. Mm-hmm. And then it, it stopped. And now things were even more out of control because it was like, oh my gosh, what if I take the medication and it doesn't work? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm looking for band-aid approaches. I'm looking for approaches outside my circle. How can I take control of this? And by the way, the uh, doctor said your insomnia is because of your anxiety. What? I did not know. For the first half of my life, did not know that I'd struggled with anxiety my entire life and didn't know it. I thought it was normal to walk around with my shoulders as my earrings mm-hmm. and to worry, but not just worry, worry about the worst thing ever. My husband would go on a business trip. What if the plane crashes? Bah, 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 bah. Always the worst case scenario. So the medication wasn't working. What was I going to do? And again, one of those little God wings, I was on a telecall, which this is back when we had the phones on the wall and the corded phones, right? Mm-hmm. I was on a telecall and heard Gary Craig introducing emotional freedom techniques, or many of your listeners will know it as tapping. It's like acupuncture without the needles. And oh my gosh, I was able to sleep again. I was able to calm my stress and anxiety. Uh, Okay, I'm going to just pause right there. You were able to, and this is for people who are suffering from insomnia, you started tapping before you went to sleep? I was tapping before I went to sleep, but I was also tapping with all the stress and anxiety throughout the day. And that's one of the key things. People think that their insomnia starts when you put your head on the pillow, and it doesn't. It actually starts when you first wake up in the morning. How you start your day sets the course for the whole rest of the day. When I used to have my in-person office, I had a gentleman um, who was referred by his psychiatrist to me for his insomnia. And I said, well, how do you wake up in the morning? Oh, I have an alarm on my phone. Right. Can you play it for me? It was like a warning uh, signal on a a warship. Mm -hmm. And so shocking his system from the moment he woke up. So when you're struggling with insomnia, it's important to start your day in a very gentle, peaceful way. Mm. Let's start your day with gratitude. It is the best thing in the world because Sean Aker, who has the best job in the world, he's a happiness researcher. Like, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. He says that just the act of looking for things to be grateful for drops your cortisol levels, the stress hormones, by 23%. That's very significant. Then... When you go to the feeling place of feeling gratitude, you're upping your dopamine and serotonin levels, which are the happy hormones that are found in many prescription medications. So by starting your day that way, you're already setting the course for a much better day. Yeah. So if your listeners only take away that one piece, yeah. it'll change the world. I, I think this is life lesson number one for sure. It is watch how you wake up and for gratitude. You don't have to be grateful for the best things that have happened to you, even the littlest things. Just look yeah. out at nature. If you have a dog, there's so many things to be grateful for. So you can just start with the littlest things in the morning and see how you feel. Well, that's one of the techniques in my book is what's right right now. Mm-hmm. Because we're bombarded 
with our devices, our phones, we're bombarded with bad news all around us. And so what's right right now? Just stop in the moment and say, okay, what's right right now? And how that came about was so interesting. Right before, shortly before I was publishing my book, I went to a very uh, famous New York Times bestselling author's book launch, not realizing that her book was on anxiety. And she had us do this exercise called What's Not Wrong? Well, as a hypnotist and a neurolinguistic programmer, I know that when you say what's not wrong, your subconscious mind deletes the not. And so your subconscious mind hears what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and go to this event. Oh my God, that was not right. And then I find out I'm a few pages short of having my book uh, wide enough to have the name of the um, book on the side of the spine. Mm-hmm. So I had to add a couple of things in there and then what's right right now was born. Interesting. So anybody who's listening that has kids, when your kids start spinning you out of control, and they will, we know they will, you say, hey, all right, stop. What's right right now? So, Hamida, I'll put you on the spot. What's right right now for you? Oh, I am so happy that I'm talking to you and I'm listening to all of this. And I know my son is out there taking his finals and I know he's going to do really, really well. So here I am sending out energy to him whilst talking to you. That, awesome. That's what's awesome. right in my awesome. life right now. Yes. And so when we stop and we do that, I mean, what did that take? Less than 30 seconds, mm-hmm. right? But it totally shifts your energy. So even little kids, if they're you know, spinning out of control and say, okay, let's stop. Everybody say, what's right right now? then it's a pattern interrupt and it can totally reset everything. Such a good life lesson. Thank you for sharing that. I know I stopped you whilst you were talking and we were at insomnia, so I had to stop you. You were taking medication. It stopped working. And then what happened? Right. So that's when I started trying to do research. And this was back in the 90s. So I was old school, driving to the library, checking out cassette tapes, whatever I could find. Now there's so much research I can point to. thrilling. But here's this crazy tapping thing. And uh, now a stay-at-home mom, and I'm telling people about this tapping technique. I'm watching their eyes glaze over like, oh my gosh, are you out of your mind? And it's, I kept doing it because it changed my life. But then I noticed that in Gary Craig's newsletter, he was the founder of Emotional Freedom Techniques. He was frequently mentioning the EFT practitioners that were also hypnotists. And that's where that little voice came in saying, mm, check out hypnosis. And I trained with a brilliant woman who I'm encouraging you to go train with as well. And she was just new to EFT. I was brand new to hypnosis. And she said, oh, you meld it all together. You take all these different modalities and meld them together. And oh, by the way, the most hypnotists read scripts. I am not going to teach you how to read a script. I'm going to teach you how to find the answers within your client. Your client has all the answers. After hypnosis, then I went on to train this and this and this. So that's why I call myself an integrative hypnotist, because it's not just hypnosis, it's hypnosis and a consilient other healing modalities all blended together. Because I've had people over the years who do not resonate with the tapping. Like, that doesn't work for me. So if that's all I knew, I would fail those clients. And mm-hmm. if that, I'm able to say, 
okay, that's not working. Let's go over here. And then that way I can help many more people instead of just having a one size fits all approach, which one size doesn't fit all. Right. Stephanie, when we were doing my session, which was my first session ever, I always thought hypnosis was where I am in a trance. So I asked you, am I going to remember what I said? And you said, of course. So talk to us about these different kinds of hypnosis, because I have seen on television where people go in a complete trance and the hypnotist can make them do various things that I don't even know if they want to do or not. Tell us more about that. Everything you see on TV and in the movies is for entertainment. It's not what real hypnosis is. I think there's a new movie on uh, Netflix about hypnosis. I'm going to watch it because I know it's going to be hooey. So hypnosis is natural. And we've all experienced hypnosis. We just haven't known it. It's a focused state of awareness. So I'm sure there have been times when you've driven somewhere and you get there and you think, I don't remember that drive. And it's kind of unsettling. But all it means is that during that time, your conscious mind, which by the way, is only about 10% of our mind, 10%, that's not very much. Your conscious mind is off thinking about something else, thinking about the fight you had with your husband or your wife or whatever. Your conscious mind is off thinking about everything other than driving. Your subconscious, which is where the real power lies, is keeping you driving safely. Your subconscious mind never shuts off, thankfully, because your subconscious is in charge of your heart beating, blood flowing through your body, all the automatic functions. And so your subconscious is always on. Your conscious mind just goes off. So the concept of the hypnotist having control over you, it's a myth. It's a misconception. When I started my practice, I was in the newspaper in my local town. So I had a nice influx of uh, clients and I had two older men in their sixties, both come to me the same week and they stayed for like five or six weeks. And they both had this attitude with their arms crossed and well, you are going to control me little lady. And so I had no success with them. And at that point I was brand new. I was trying to help them, but now I'm like, okay, if you don't think it's going to work, guess what? It's not. Wait, I cannot control you, nor would I want to. I come and now you have the experience firsthand, Hamida, that I come from the, from the heart. It's okay, how can I best serve you in whatever way is going to be best for you? And that manifests in all different kinds of ways. Stephanie, when you and I had that session and you did an exercise with me right in the beginning, because I asked you to tell me exactly what hypnosis was. Can we do that exercise for the listeners? Yes, I would love to. I love sharing this because it helps people really understand all the myths and misconceptions. So as long as you're not driving, if you would, just close your eyes. And you're going to hear me say, see or imagine, because some of us see pictures in our mind's eye, some of us imagine, and either way is fine. But I'd like you to See or imagine that you and I are sitting across the table from each other. Maybe we're having lunch. Maybe we're having a happy hour, adult bev. doesn't matter. We're just hanging out. And for some reason, you see me reach into my purse and bring out a lemon. Only it's not just any lemon. It's a Costco lemon. So it's like the size of a grapefruit. And you can imagine dimply yellow skin and the little two pointy sides on the lemon. 
And now imagine that I start rolling it around on a cutting board to loosen up the juices and maybe you can get a little hint of that lemon fresh smell. Then imagine that I take a very sharp knife and I slice that lemon right in half and the juices start spraying. Perhaps you feel some of it touching your skin. And mm, now you can definitely get a little into that lemony fresh smell. And then imagine that you pick up one of the halves and you bring it up under your nose. And whoa, now you can really smell that lemony fresh smell. And now imagine that you open your mouth and you take a big juicy bite out of it. <laughs> what just happened? Chances are you started salivating. If I could see you, you were probably puckering your face because it was like as if you really had it into that lemon. And that is the power of our subconscious mind. If I just said, all right, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagine. You'd be like, okay, not really sure what that means, but okay. And instead, you actually puckered up, didn't you, Hamida? I salivated. I salivated then and I salivated now. <laughs> and your subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and imagined. So we can harness the power of our subconscious mind to make incredible life changes. Harness the power of our subconscious mind. That's <laughs> going to be the title of this episode. Awesome. <laughs> Stephanie, I want to ask you about childhood trauma. How does the trauma that we experience in our childhood show up in our adult lives? There's something called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study that was done back in the late 1990s. It was a big study, 17,000 people. So it was, you know, a robust study done by the Centers for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente. And just 10 quick little questions they asked. Did this happen to you before? Did you experience this before the age of 18? This is not a quiz you want to score high on. Mm. I'm an overachiever. I did score high on it. And it's absolutely proved that if you score four or more on this, and I scored more than four, there is a direct correlation to later in life, dis-ease, heart attacks, suicide attempts, addiction, a direct correlation. What thrilled me when I learned about that was, oh, we can change that. So you have trauma, whether it's capital T trauma that they were asking about or small T trauma, which is what happened with this young woman who had her fear of flying. With hypnosis, we can change. I've had people over the years say, can you help me have amnesia for this? And they go, no, it's part of your, it's part of your life. You don't want to have amnesia for it. However, I can help remove the charge from it. So even if you've struggled, if you were sexually abused as a child, and I've had people where that's been their issue, mm -hmm. they don't forget it. They don't have amnesia for it, but it doesn't have the absolute grip on them that they used to have. Stephanie, tell us your final thoughts. You've weaved in a lot of life lessons into this discussion. And so tell us what you want the listeners to take away from here. The quickest thing I can do is following your breath. As you breathe in, think, yeah. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. Anybody can do that. And if you simply do that, it brings you into the present moment and out of whatever's spinning out there. 
So if that's all you take away from this conversation, start doing that and leave it in throughout the day. I have a little uh, note right above my computer on the wall that says short moments of call many times a day. And then COVID hit and I scratched out a day and it now says short moments of call many times an hour. Mm. The more that we can come into the present moment at various points throughout the day, the easier it is to find more emotional balance. Mm. One of the healing modalities I've been certified in is as a yoga teacher. And I never had the intent of teaching in a studio, but I wanted to deepen my own practice and really, really delve into yoga. And so in the physical practice that we practice, it's about keeping our physical balance. More importantly, I think we have to maintain our emotional balance. And so you can do the breathing in, I'm breathing out. You can do what's right, right now. Mm-hmm. I would say if you get the five easy ways to calm anxiety, don't even try and do all five because you probably won't keep it up. But if you pick two or three and you action them again and again and again, and they become a habit, a healthy habit, if that's all you take away from this conversation, that will help you find emotional balance. And in these times, the pandemic has just spiked anxiety levels in the first early parts of the virus. So mid-February to mid-March of 2020, prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications rose by 34.1%. Yeah, I can imagine that. I'm not saying don't take medication. If that's what works for you, then, then do that. But if you can find some natural ways to, and again, it's weaving it in throughout the whole day. Like we talked about that insomnia starts with how you wake up in the morning. When you can experience moments of calm, moments of gratitude throughout the day, then the anxiety doesn't have as much of a grip on you. It doesn't get as big and out of control. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for all of those simple to do natural remedies. Breathing in, breathing out. I've used that when I am not stress, but say I'm in a heated conversation with someone. That is when I use it to create that space between what they told me and my reply or my response to it. So that breathing in and out helps me create that space that is needed. Yes, yes, yes. And more yes. And I'm really happy to hear you saying that because it really does come down to, are we reacting or are we responding? Mm -hmm. Where is the control? It's not when we're reacting. We're giving away our control when we react. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you for this wonderful conversation. So happy to have you on. Oh, thank you so very much, Hamida. Listeners, Stephanie shared with us some very simple, non-time-consuming techniques for calming our everyday anxiety and harnessing the power of our subconscious minds. I hope you will access her free resource to get some more tips for the same. Her website is listed in the show notes. As always, here are my key takeaways from my discussion with our guest for the 82nd episode of Sharing Life Lessons, Stephanie Delfonso. 1. The power of listening to messages is that if you listen to one, another one will come by. And then, when you pay attention to that message, another one shows up. And soon enough, they are everywhere. Many of us have experienced it. But if not, then all you must do is be open and they will show up. Two, 
Whenever you feel you need a pattern interrupt or a shift in an unwanted energy, ask yourself, what is right, right now? Or for that matter, if you see anyone in the family or among friends who needs an energy shift, ask them the same question. Before they go too deep into the negative territory, stop them and ask, what is right, right now for you? I personally love this tip and will be definitely using it. And lastly, we can harness the power of our subconscious minds. Stephanie has showed us how. This brings us to the end of this beautiful Christmas episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be blessed.